listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Chase over there. Just Mike. <laughs> Wake up, Chase. I love that Chase falls asleep. It's <laughs> my favorite. Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Well, while we try and keep Chase awake. Yeah. This is this is afternoon snooze time, and uh, he he al- always dozes off right about now. Like right about. It's like okay, I need a I need a twenty minute nap. It's contagious too because I'm watching him over there struggling to stay awake. And, and I I'm feel good. Yawning. Like I'm wide awake. You know why? Intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. You are so cool. Guess what I guess what I had? For, guess what I broke my fast with today? Oh crap! Wait, I'm not even recording. There we go. I'm re- now I'm recording Chase. Chase didn't say anything anyway, so it didn't yeah. matter. I'm asleep. <laughs> He's asleep. Um, I broke my fast with some uh, Skippy, creamy. Peanut all butter. natural peanut butter today nice. yes yeah, did the same thing yesterday but i've noticed when i break my fast with peanut butter it's fats and proteins a little bit of sugar but not much mostly fats and proteins i'm not hungry the rest of, like for a while yeah it's weird now if i break i break it with like pretty much any regular food two hours later i'm starving yeah <laughs> but fats and protein help kind of keep I don't know, the energy sustained, and I don't get super hungry. Anyway, there's a little intermittent fasting update. Yeah. Well, I went uh, so I went mountain biking this morning, and then I had a big bowl of spaghetti. Mm. And spaghetti recovery spaghetti, huh? Yeah. Spaghetti's For delicious. breakfast or? For, yeah, sort of between breakfast and lunch. It was like 11 o'clock. Um, but I didn't really have much of a breakfast because I, I, I biked instead, and so... Uh, it was kind of a breakfast slash lunch, but it was a ton of it. And by the time I finished it, I was like so full because it was so, because it was so much. Yeah. An hour later, I'm like, man, I'm hungry again. Yeah. Because it's mostly carbs, yeah. and because I had worked out and all that stuff. I remember when I was doing like last year, about this time, I was doing the keto diet to try to lose weight before a big bike race, and I remember once I was like full into ketosis and stuff. I wouldn't I just wouldn't be hungry at all yeah like I could go all day without eating and it just really didn't bother me much how was your bike performance well when I was doing the keto diet I definitely early on especially I did <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the mic the mic just fell asleep on chase because he's over there sleeping and the mic fell over hit him in the chest and was like look if you're going out I'm going out with <laughs> you buddy going out with you. <laughs> yeah mm. yeah I I found that, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are big into the keto diet and stuff saying they have so much energy and stuff like that. When I started getting into, um, 
you know, when I was doing a lot of biking and stuff like that. I remember one day I went and climbed Old Snow Basin Road on the road bike with my wife and, and father-in-law. And uh, I've struggled. Well, keto's great. Um, all like whatever works for you is great. But the, you know what's interesting is, uh, and I read this in an article the other day. You know they're called carbohydrates. Hydrates. They hydrate you. So a lot of a lot of people for performance reasons alone need need carbohydrates. Right. Um, uh, Definitely make depends you retain on the body. water. Yeah. I know when I was on the keto diet, I was peeing like crazy. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. And man. it was hard to stay hydrated. And I think that's why I struggled so much when I'd get on these these uh, bike rides and stuff. I was dehydrated going into it and didn't necessarily realize it. And then on a hot day and stuff, I'd really struggle. And I ended up changing my diet a bit. I added fresh fruit into that diet. Screwed um, it all up. I screwed it all up. And yet I still lost weight and I felt better. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, anyway, well, we're but, talking about food for a reason because we have to. When you're backpacking or you're in, you're in the camping camping or whatever, you got to make your food, right? So what are you making it on, right? And uh, that's exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. What's so we've talked about rain jackets, kind of our favorite rain jackets. We've mm -hmm. talked about favorite camp shoes and stuff. And so the next thing we want to talk about is what what's our favorite camp stove? Can I go, can I go first? Can I go first? Yeah. No. Wait, I bet I know what you're going to say. Yeah, you can go first. Well, what am I going to say? Well, MSR no, I, reactor. I was going to say reactor or pocket rocket. Yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, so you, you use it both at the same time? Well, and I have the, not the Oli Camp, the other one, Optimus. I have the Optimus, um, but I, the first stove I bought was the pocket rocket. And I'm like, there's nothing, I don't need another stove. Like, right. this thing works like a champ. It's small. It boils my water. Why would I need anything else? And then I drop the cash for some reason because we get deals on the reactor. I'm like, oh, that's why. That's why, that's yeah. why you own a reactor. Uh, half the time, half the boil time or less. Uh, wind's not a factor. Altitude's not necessarily a factor. You can use it um, in alpine environments. But, uh, it, I mean, and so I have other stoves. I never use them. Right. Because... So I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. It, it's kind of like our our rain jacket chat or debate or whatever. But there's different. Like if you if you, if you have the pocket rocket, it's all you need. Our our through hiker Simba just did a review on on a stove. It's a it's a basic stove, much similar to a pocket rocket. It's he uses it every night for months on end because it works and it's light. Right. Like that's all you really need. Um, so it just depends on. Now, I guess you can get complicated if you're cooking meals for large groups and stuff, but right. Uh, that's that's all I have, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some type of can I mean canister stoves are the most popular for backpackers because they're so simple. Um they're so lightweight, all those things. There are different canister stoves that have different different flame patterns. Um the one that uh Bryden was talking about is the Olicamp Ion. That's a super ultra light one with a small flame pattern it's a real focused flame pattern it's really only good for boiling water um, if you try to cook something fancy with it the flame isn't spread out enough to simmer and stuff you'll end up scorching the food that's directly over the flame um, if you're trying to cook on it um, and then the rest of it will be undercooked because mm. and especially if you're using like a titanium pot that doesn't disperse the weight or the the heat well 
throughout the pot if you're using aluminum the aluminum the heat will get spread out through the aluminum more uh, evenly but if you're using a titanium pot with uh, a stove that has a small flame pattern it's only good for boiling water and for most people that's all they need because they're using dehydrated or freeze-dried food anyway um, but if you like to do some backcountry gourmet cooking you have to be a little more careful about what stove you choose. I saw some friends of mine, they uh, paddle boarded back uh, Kazi to go camping and uh, they were frying up shrimp on their little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, now that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're talking. On the overnighters, you can do for some fun stuff like that, but then you got to be conscious of the type of stove yeah. that you take. Yeah. And a reactor is only good for boiling water yeah. because it is so hot and so efficient at, catch, at trapping that heat you can't turn it down low enough to simmer it just boils now what about jet boils can you simmer in in some of the jet boils yep the mo series you can yeah mm-hmm. the mo series yeah like the mighty mo the mini mo the micro mo um they have that adjustable um f- flame output i don't know what <laughs> you'd yeah. Categorize yeah, it Just Yeah, you can turn it down low enough to simmer. So you can like, like make ramen in the thing. Ramen, chili, yeah. you can cook. But like the flash and the, what's the, the zip? Zip, yeah. Um, it's just on and off. And they have that kinetic, they have that, the wind the flex, f- ring, flex thing. ring thing. And they get so hot that it just chars food mm. if you have it in there. Yeah. So. Water only. Yep. Water only. And uh, the Pocket Rocket's kind of a water-only stove. Uh, it does have some decent flame control, but the, the flame pattern is a little too narrow. The uh, Optimus, uh, what's it called? The one that folds up and... Uh, the Vega. Not the Vega. Um, I've forgotten what, what it's called. Anyway... Optimus makes one that's similar to the Pocket Rocket, but it has a wider flame pattern. Um, and, oh. and the adjustment on that is a little better. So you can simmer with that just what a little that? a little bit the better. Cracks. The Cracks, yes. Oh, cracks. that's the one I have. Is I it? never use it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can simmer <laughs> with oh, yeah, that, that one pretty well. I never well. use it. <laughs> um, and it's, it's fairly similar in weight and pack size to the uh, Pocket Rocket. The Crux, you've got the Crux and the Crux Light. The Crux folds, and it comes in a little thing that fits on the bottom of a of the fuel bottle or whatever and so yeah it's cool that's yeah, that's kind of cool yeah and so it packs up small it's pretty lightweight it does have a wide um, flame pattern so that's probably one of my very favorite of, i think i used it once yeah yeah i use it <laughs> no, i was like okay <laughs> I, i've used it on like solo and solo overnighters and two night trips and trips with my wife for that long um, but if I take the whole family or if I'm going for more than just a couple days, I take the reactor. Uh, I also have the uh, the wind burner. You know what I realize is putting me to sleep? The, the river. The river. The river. So uh, you can't, you can't so. hear. So I'm turning it up, but sh- it should be st- like on the podcast. It's the same. Oh, well, I can do this. I can turn it up like this. No, it's a See, louder. I just, I just want to fall asleep right You're now. You're sitting by the river. I turn the river up. <laughs> have those special powers 
I'm falling asleep too. Uh, all right, I rudely interrupted you, Greg. I'm sorry. Super rude. I um, just realized I had that epiphany. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my diet or any of my sleep. It's just the river. The river background is getting to you. Got it. The uh, the MSR wind burner is the other one that I really like, but I still like the reactor better. Uh, the wind burner is very efficient. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit more compact than the reactor, but it's not as <clears throat> the reactor is just like the ultimate. <clears throat> Excuse me, and the wind burner is like the little the little brother and uh just not as tough not as doesn't doesn't uh still boils water very fast and it's still impervious to the wind once you get it lit but um not quite the performance of the reactor anyway i still use that one quite a bit on on backpacking trips or the reactor um those are my favorite what would you use for cooking food so if you're actually going to cook food uh like gourmet type cooking Um, white gas stoves with a wide flame output are usually good for that. Like the MSR Dragonfly. Do they still make that? I don't know, actually. Let me look it up real quick. just wrote an MSR order like a month ago. That doesn't mean I know it. Uh, MSR Dragonfly has always been a pretty good one for gourmet cooking. Um, the Optimus Vega has a flame about the size of the crux but it's a a remote canister stove Uh, the platform is better for bigger pots so if you're using a frying pan or using bigger pots it's not as tippy so that's kind of a good one for that type of stuff Um, let's see the white gas stoves they have an xgk yeah that thing is uh like have you ever have you ever used that or had turned that no. on or anything? It sounds like a fighter pilot or fighter jet about to take off. I hope the whisper. They still whisper make the light. dragonfly. The dragonfly, yeah. yeah. So that one's probably one of the better um, stoves for cooking. Uh, the Wind Pro has a wide flame. Um, the Vega from Optimus again. That one's oh, the a good Wind one. Pro too. Liquid free canister stove with superior cold weather and low fuel performance. Because you tip your canister upside down. Um, The wind burner. The wind burner you can simmer with. That one will turn down low enough and uh, that you can simmer with that. So that one's okay. Um, The the other thing too is looking for a stove. Like a lot of stoves, even if they have a wider flame, they'll have small pot supports and if you're cooking for a group or something with a bigger pot or a frying pan or whatever it's sometimes it's kind of hard to balance it on there dragonfly large pot stability right and so yeah some of those stoves that have that wider pot support things are that, those are pretty handy for that type of cooking um trying to think of what other ones go uh not gopro um they make some great GoPro stuff. stoves jet foil yeah um they don't you can simmer with the the mini mo and the mighty mo and the micro mo and the um but they don't have can you get a frying pan that fits on those i, I know they did have a frying pan that, at one point I don't know. 
I have the the micromo or yeah the micromo right now, and I I really like it. Um, I've had it for a couple of years, um, but I actually have been using my OlliCamp Kinetic um, mm. stove more than anything. It weighs one point seven ounces, so it's light, and then I take the XTS pot with it, which is a pot with the the flux rings like a jet boiler, like a wind burner have on there. It's built into the pot. So it's pretty efficient. It's lighter weight than an MSR or a or a jet boil. Um, and I can simmer with it. Um, I really like that. So my whole combo together is like 6.7 ounces. Something like that for the whole, the whole system. So it's lightweight. Um, I do cook a lot of water, but I also... A lot of my trips, I'll take like Nora rice packets and I'll just boil some water and throw rice in there. And if you're using like a jet boil to do that, it'll scorch the rice um, yeah. pretty good. And it, it happens from time to time in the Kinetic Plus as well, or the, not the Kinetic Plus, that's the wrap jacket, um, the Kinetic <laughs> Pot. Um, but that's been my go-to the last two summers has been that. It's, I think you can get the combo for 60 bucks, 60, 70 bucks. Mm it's under seven ounces for the combo and it's pretty efficient um i really like that i think it's been one of my i bought it like probably five or six years ago before i started working at gear 30 um as just like a like a good i didn't want to buy a jet boy i didn't want to spend the money on it so i bought the cheaper one and used it for like uh, i don't know a year and then i got the jet boil and after using the jet boil for two, for two years, I found this and didn't notice a huge performance difference. And it's way lighter weight. Mm. So, and I can cook, you can cook other things. You can simmer other things in the, the jet boil, but I feel like it's just easier to do it in the um, Ollie camp. So that's what I've been using the last couple of years. It's definitely not the highest quality stove out there, um, but it's lightweight and I think it's quality enough. I mean, I've used it for several, several trips and, really enjoyed it so this wind burner duo stove system is awesome yeah it's pretty sweet yeah it's cool 180 bucks um yeah if you're always going with a partner uh this thing this is kind of the way to go modular stove system for two backpackers um minimalist trips and fast boil meals you can do coffee you can cook in it you can do all the things so the wind, wind burner duo stove system is pretty sweet um again if you're if you're often with another person yeah and it does it it's the remote canister um mm -hmm. setup and so you can you can fit a little bit bigger pots and stuff like that it's not as tippy because it's not as tall also in cold weather you can flip the canister upside down and get a little better performance that sort of thing so yeah it's cool um so i'm just i'm just thinking back over all the different stoves i've used over the years the first stove i used was a coleman peak one white gas stove that was one that had the like fuel section at the bottom and the burner on top and mm -hmm. so you poured the white gas in and then you'd have the little pump thing that was connected to it. you'd have to pump it up and um to pressurize it and that was my dad so i used that first and then i got my own stove which was like a primus brand um forget the name of it but it was like primus's version of the pocket rocket and I used that for many years. Um, I've used some like ultralight 
uh, alcohol type stoves. Did you make your own? I made my own one time. I also, uh, the one I have right now was made a little higher quality by uh, someone here in, here uh, locally. Doesn't live in Ogden, but just outside of Ogden. Um, that I really like, but I don't use it a whole lot because I don't do a lot of ultralight solo stuff anymore. And, um, and something like that, because, you know, Bryden through hiked it, and I don't think through hikers use that type of a stove because you got to carry the gas, right? So is that just something yeah, that's like it's a, actually lighter is to it? do it that way, but it's not as convenient because, um, you really have to figure out exactly how much alcohol you're going to need. Um, because once it's lit, it's it's harder to uh, to you know turn the stove off. You just usually let it burn out. Um, you can blow them out, but then trying to get the alcohol back into your you know bottle yeah. or something like that is it's just not as convenient. So usually you put the alcohol in and you just use it all. Mm. You burn let it burn out. And so trying to figure out exactly how much fuel you need for that you know two cups of water you can kind of figure that out but what if you need three cups of water or altitude or it's colder right and and once it's burning you don't want to add more fuel to it because that's (laughs) yeah go up in flames (laughs) particularly safe so alcohol stoves are a little bit more of a challenge than a pressurized um fuel bottle they work they work well um when you when you practice with them but they're just not as easy right out of the box to learn it and stuff so but one of my buddies, uh, who's an avid backpacker, and um, he's the he's the guy that I've done most of my backpacking and mountaineering and that sort of thing with. He's he uses alcohol stove all the time, and he's good with it. He's well practiced, and um, he can. I mean, on a long trip, like a week long trip, with that alcohol stove, his cook systems maybe half the weight of mine. I usually take the reactor or the wind burner, and he'll take his alcohol stove and it's half the weight and it works and he's good with it but you know when the wind really picks up it's not as good the wind burner the reactor still works perfectly Mm. that sort of thing so i prefer carrying just a few extra ounces or or even as much as half a pound for a week trip for the extra convenience and he's willing to deal with the less convenient option to save the weight so but i've had um the reactor now for probably 12 years um maybe longer oh definitely longer my first reactor i got when i was probably 17 so that's 16 years probably been awesome wind burner now probably four years um used a jet boil in between there uh used a um Actually, maybe I haven't had the reactor that long. Maybe I, maybe it's been like 12 years. Because I had the jet boil, I remember when I was 21, I went on a winter trip up King's Peak. Uh, no, it was up Red Castle. I'm like, winter, King's Peak, winter, you in is up to, yeah, no up joke to Red anyway. Castle. We, we hiked, like, skied in 21 miles or something into, yeah. um, into Red Castle, and I had a jet boil. And that was the one where I, it took like two and a half hours to, melt snow and boil water you remember that story yeah yeah and i swore never to use a jet boil again in the winter um (laughs) i got a reactor right after that i think and so that was uh so yeah i probably had it for 12 years 
Then um, I borrowed a reactor on my Uinta's winter trip, and when it melted snow like nobody's, been, I'm like, yeah, that's how. That's what. You, that's what I need. Right. So then I went and bought one. Yeah. Um, use the Optimus Vega. That's Optimus's uh, remote canister stove. That's probably my favorite remote canister stove. I love Optimus stuff. I think it's so well made compared to some of the other brands. MSR is great too. Really can't beat. What's the Japanese brand? Soto. 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 You were using any of that? Uh huh. Yeah, I have. Stuff. Yeah, really good. Um, they've got their like pocket rocket type stove that has a a uh, uh, regulator built into it that is great. It it'll simmer and it'll it works well at altitude and that sort of thing. I've used that one quite a bit. My father-in-law has that one, and I've used that a bit. Um, that's a good one. I really like the Soto stuff. It's well made. Um, I've used um, the Dragonfly from MSR. I've used the XGK. The XGK literally sounds like a jet engine. <laughs> and it's the stove. Like It just gives you confidence with how loud it is and how powerful it is. It's like if you're in the worst conditions in the world. I'm cooking some stuff tonight. Yeah, it just gives you confidence that it's going to do it. And you can use almost any fuel in it, and it's and it'll still work. So that one's a sweet stove, one of my favorites. Um, trying to think what else. I think, I think, and I've used a few of the Ole Camp stoves, which are great as well. Um, of all of those, though, I'm I'm a, a MSR reactor number one, wind burner probably number two, uh, Optimus Crux and Optimus Vega are probably my next go tos, mm. and uh, Jet Boil is good for three season use. But like Jay said. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get some other lighter weight options that have similar performance. Um, so, and then, uh, and then I just, I rarely use my alcohol stove, but I, I like it. It's a fun party trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cool. remember I used for like a year. I just used a Sprite can Yeah, that I homemade for, right. uh, yeah, worked, worked fine. Yeah. They're so light and they work cool. Mm-hmm. And when they really get get going like you pour the alcohol in you light it you let it prime put a pot on it and you see those flames shooting out and stuff it's cool yeah like, it is they're, they're fun and like i said it it actually is a really cool party trick when people see it they're like wow what is that that's really cool yeah it's like, my yeah, I, I made that from the <laughs> drink <laughs> i had yesterday <laughs> crazy. Yeah. um but there's some there's some drawbacks yeah Just take some practice yeah sweet um, so if you are in the market for a stove, whether this is for backpacking, for emergency preparedness, which is something you might consider these days, uh, the world's crazy and it's just good to have, in my opinion, it's good to have a little bit of extra food stashed away, maybe a, a stove, just you've got your like, what do they call it, bug out bag or 72 hour kit or whatever you want to call it, um, just something in case, you know, there's an earthquake or there's uh, so I, I have extra stoves, and my stoves are like in my closet, in my ha- in my basement. But you're right; I should put I should just throw it in a bug out bag and put one in my car. Yeah, there you go. We we have um, food storage. Our family has some food storage, and um, prob- not as much as I would like, but we have some. And a lot of that is backpacking food that we kind of rotate through in the summer. We use it and restock and stuff like that. 
and uh and then we just have you know we've got some day packs and we've got a rain jacket and a emergency blanket and some food and a stove and some fuel and some water and those types of things in there that in case some a natural disaster happens or for some reason you just kind of got to get up and go you can do or it's that. like a thursday at three and you're like screw life right now let's go right camping yeah <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> yeah so you, you go <laughs> right yeah. and i also have uh as part of my food storage i have a box full of of fuel canisters that fit my emergency stove that fit my uh, i think i have the optimus vega as my kind of emergency stove then I've just got a whole bunch of fuel canisters that if for some reason natural disaster happens and we got to cook on it, I've got probably, you know, 32 canisters. If one canister will will work for almost a week, so that's like almost half a year. That's probably about half a year worth of fuel. So that's, you know, that there is a little bit of peace of mind that comes knowing that, hey, I've got my camping stuff downstairs. I've got some extra food. I've got stove fuel that sort of thing just in case just in case and we live on a on a fault line here in in utah the wasatch front is on a fault and it's not my fault line no it's, it's not yours utah's fault. right um that was a good one brandon close his eyes like oh dear god <laughs> i wish i was asleep um but we had i mean we had an earthquake just back in uh back on like oh, day did we th- ever it's like day three of COVID or something oh like that was that. great timing earthquake <laughs> thanks yeah. and so you just never know and so it's good to to be prepared for some of that stuff and it just so happens that most of the stuff we carry at gear 30 makes great emergency preparedness mm-hmm. stuff as well so uh, so look into that. So if you are in the market for a new backpacking stove or emergency preparedness stuff or whatever it is, check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And uh, and see what we have. We've got a lot of great brands, great stoves, all all really well made, good quality. And um, and I would definitely encourage you to check out the, uh, the wind burner or the reactor. Do we have the reactor in stock? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. so anyway, <coughs> check those out because those are awesome. But again, remember that reactor is only good for boiling water. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe there's some other options that are even better for you. But anyway, check those out at gear30.com. Uh, you can, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and please share with your friends and leave us a friendly re- review if you would. And you can follow us on all the various social media stuff. Uh, Instagram at gear underscore three zero and you can search on Facebook for gear 30 and um, that's it I think Sweet. Cool. thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode see you out there